Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ukrainians believe Moscow is making its unfounded claims about Kiev preparing to use a so-called dirty bomb because Russia's troops are pinned down in this area. Carlson's commander believes it's only a matter of time before they oust Vladimir Putin's army from here. By the end of the year, we believe Kherson will be under Ukrainian flags. By the end of the year, that's only a couple of months. Uh, We'll see. How pinned down is the Russian army in that area of the country? And I think that's like like the actual trained army where they have weapons as opposed to those new conscripts or old fat men they're shipping in with no uniforms or weapons. We thought we'd check in with uh, someone who's more in the know on this than certainly I am. Jeff McCausland, CBS News military consultant, founder and CEO of Diamond Six Leadership and Strategy, LLC. Uh, Jeff, welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, it's good to be with you. So are we about to see a major battle there in the Kherson region? We could well do that. I mean, there's evidence that the Russians are preparing to defend the city, and so it might be a house-to-house, you know, inner, inside a city fight. Uh, this is an important battle, of course, because Kherson was the first major city captured by the Russians at the onset of the invasion back in February. And the problem the Russians have got is Kherson sits on the west side of the Dnieper River, the Dnieper River, and as a consequence, as the Ukrainians have been trying to encircle them, it feel, looks like they're being more and more successful in doing so. The Russians are confronted with the problem of either withdrawing or being surrounded and forced eventually to surrender. They are, as you suggest, evacuating an awful lot of civilians out of that particular city, suggesting again that they think their position is non-tenable. And there are reports, actually, that uh, senior military commanders have gone to Mr. Putin and said, you know, we need to pull back. This is, we can't hold this. And he has told them basically to stay and hold it at all costs. 
If they did get surrounded, the 20,000 or so I read there, Russian soldiers, would that be the end of the war? Would it be that big a deal or not? No, I don't think it would be the end of the war. It would be a major disaster for the Russians. It would be very difficult for Putin back in Moscow to cover up a disaster like this for the folks back at home. But it would not be the end of the war. And unfortunately, um, it could even push Mr. Putin more and more into a corner and encourage him to escalate even further. Wow, yeah, that's a good point. So a uh, a strategic victory by the Ukrainians, major disaster, as you called it, by the Russians, might make it more likely the world gets drugged into a nuclear conflict. It, it certainly is possible. The you know the Russians are doing this disinformation campaign right now, in which they are claiming that the Ukrainians are preparing to detonate a so-called dirty bomb on Ukrainian territory. Now, there's no evidence that that is, in fact, happening. Most people believe this is preparation by the Russians, perhaps, to do so themselves and then try to blame it on the Ukrainians. Yeah, that's an ugly story. Um, I want to ask you this question because it came up earlier in the show and I hear differing opinions. You know, you got 30 Democrats that sent a letter to the president saying, hey, hey, let's back off on the whole Ukraine support. You got a chunk of Republicans that feel the same way. And Kevin McCarthy said no blank check for Ukraine a week or so ago. So I don't know if that's a growing sentiment in the house but so far we've got bipartisan support but to that question uh how big a deal is this i was going to read from david french in the dispatch at some point he wrote a big piece yesterday saying this is the biggest story in the world and it's crucial that we continue to back ukraine until they've defeated the russians do you think this is the biggest story in the world is it crucial I think it absolutely is, without a doubt. I mean, let's just look at it this way. If he is successful in using military force to, to take territory that clearly belongs to a neighboring country, then what's to keep him from moving on to the Baltic Republics, to Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, parts of Poland, because he thinks he can get away with it? What's to stop the Chinese from saying, obviously the international community is not going to respond to these things, the norms that we established at the end of the Second World War, the territory is not seized, by armed aggression or no longer valid, and therefore we can move on uh, on Taiwan. So I think it's absolutely crucial that we are successful. You know, what really bothers me is when McCarthy said that and the progressive Democrats said that, one thing we know for sure, it brought a smile to Vladimir Putin's Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And I don't want to drag into politics discussion because you're a, a, a military expert, but... It's disappointing that there aren't more Republicans and Democrats who have been, you know, uh, voting for all this funding. At least throw it into your speech on the campaign trail now and then. Uh, why it's important for the United States to back this effort so that you don't have the support start to drip away vote by vote, I guess. Um, we're talking with... Said, go ahead. That being said, you know, the public opinion polls that I look at suggest the American people are pretty strongly behind this. Right. continues. Right. Um, the majority of both the House and the Senate strongly support this. Mitch McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, I'm sorry, uh, the, the Senate Minority Leader, has been very outspoken about bipartisan support for Ukraine. We did see about 10 uh, Republican senators vote against the most recent package for Ukraine and about 50 Republicans in the House uh, back in May, uh, and that might expand somewhat. And there might be some insistence that greater oversight is put in place to ensure that the funds that we're providing are, in fact, you know, getting to where we think they're going, which is not necessarily a bad idea. But I, I still think, by and large, there is, is strong support for supporting the agreements. And uh, 
the question of when it should be over, though, the Ukrainians get to make that decision for themselves, but we can stop funding whenever we want. Also, do we, if they get back everything going back to February, is that good enough for us? Or do we continue to fund them until they try to push the Russians out of Crimea, which might be a pretty tough task? That'll be a pretty tough task, no doubt about it. I think for not only uh, the Biden administration, but frankly, the Europeans, a return to the status quo ante, that being the borders that roughly were in place back on the 24th of February, with a real spanking of the Russians in the process, might well be acceptable. And the other thing we watch not only is support here in the United States, but support here in Europe, where I am right now, which does also seem to be a bit brittle, and based on the amount and kind of military assistance many European countries are providing, they're, they're providing just enough military equipment to, you know, put, keep the Russians at bay and hopefully move them back to that status quo ante without providing them so much military hardware that the Ukrainians would, would launch the kind of major offensive you're talking about to take back Crimea or even start uh, trying to strike uh, cities on Russian territory. Dr. Jeff McCoslin, retired colonel from the U.S. Army, senior fellow at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the Naval Academy. Appreciate your expertise and opinions today. Always a pleasure. Armstrong and Getty.